Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as Lucky 19. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 2, Episode 18, Killed by Death. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about the flu, because appropriate. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after the comic books and uh, possibly other TV shows or movies. If you keep listening to this podcast, we promise that we won't drain your life force with our eye suckers. Hello! We're, we're back. It's only been a week. That's nice. No breaks. We just had a great episode of television. Yeah, Passion was only a week ago. Passion was a fantastic week yeah. of TV. Yeah, how Daniel did say hello. February showers bring March flowers. It's beautiful outside. It's a <laughs> wonderful day to talk about a great, great episode of TV. Well, too bad we're not doing that. Stacia, yeah. say hello. Hello. <laughs> it disarms me every time. Hello. Okay. Hi, honey. I'm home. So, episode's written by Rob Day's Hotel and Dina Battaglia. Uh, this is the last one they do for the series. Amen. Um, yeah. Phases, Dark Age, Puppet Show, Never Killed One on the First Day. Uh, directed by Darren Serifian. Serifian? It's the only episode that he actually ever does for the show. Uh, but to set the mood before we start talking about the episode, why don't we find out what happened this week all the way back in 1998? Robots! Listen, Kelly. Stacia. Didgeridoo. We had this whole thing planned. We were gonna dive deep into the Iraq crisis, into the mysteries of the newly discovered liquid ocean under the thick crust of ice on Jupiter's moon Europa or talk about Titanic already being the first film to gross one billion dollars. But just like this episode, we're gonna cut corners. This isn't so much like real kids, having fun, on Bug Juice, which premiered on Disney Channel but more like Joe Satriani's Crystal Planet, quote unquote an instrumental record with a difference, trapping us in a basement. There is no culture this week. Culture is dead. We are all on Crystal Planet now. The brief reprieve with the news with the robots is really appreciated because we're about to get into it. What happens in this episode? Buffy gets sick <laughs> for no reason. I mean, I mean, she people got the get flu. sick for no reason. It's true. <laughs> the flu is real. It's real. It's hospitalized. There's a demon at the hospital. It kills kids. It's named the Kinderstad, which doesn't you actually. You really mean don't actually have. Like a very you you started off this episode by crapping all over this with your first sentence by saying that Buffy getting the flu is somehow absolutely that's unbelievable unrealistic true <laughs> uncalled <laughs> for. No well, here you want me to frame it differently. Buffy gets sick, which is a rarity, and she's a superhero, so you wouldn't think she could get sick, but she does. Wow, what bad. a twist! What not a great <laughs> great plot nice device save. for the show. Uh, she's hospitalized. There's a demon at the hospital who sucks the life essence out of children. Also kills adults for fun. I don't think he stole Dr. Wacker's backer. We'll backer. never know. Wacker. <laughs> Dr. Wacker's backer. Oh. I don't think he was taking his life essence. He just did that for... for so what season. happened to backer? Doesn't matter, right? Doesn't, matter. Doesn't fucking matter. And then Buffy saves the day. Uh, and we move on as if this never happened, this never happened yeah. which is exactly how we should treat it. Um, a couple firsts in this episode. Might not really be the first. I couldn't remember, but I think so. Willow's Frog Fear. Oh. I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but we definitely will again. I don't um, know about that, no. First appearance of Flashback Buffy, Little Child Buffy. First appearance of Sunnydale General Hospital. Is it? Oh. Is it? I was wondering that earlier, actually. No, because we saw uh, Billy 
Lucky 19. Yeah, Billy. Uh, and then don't we place. go to the... Maybe... I guess we don't. I was going to say for Jenny, but we don't do that, do we? Does Jenny go to the hospital? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, she, in theory, she went just... to the hospital. But... <laughs> well, well, she we did not see that. Yeah. Okay, so we're saying Sunnydale General is the same as Billy in that. I, yeah, I, I mean, there could be more than one hospital, just in the way that there's there like a university and a, a dock. But so, so we don't 100% know. So this might, in fact, be our first real sighting of Sunnydale General. Could be. Um, first time we mentioned Buffy has family outside of Joyce and Hank. Cousin Celia implies that Don and Buffy have an aunt or an uncle out there somewhere. That's how they ended up with a cousin. Nice. But don't worry. We'll never mention it again. No. Never come up again. She just hates hospitals. Since she was a little girl. What happened? When she was eight, her cousin Celia, her cousin Celia, her cousin Celia, yeah, they were very close. Died in a hospital. Her cousin Celia, Buffy was alone with her at the time. Yuck. 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 Yeah, they were very close. Wow, and she was eight? Well, it looks like she's asleep. I should go call her father. And the first time Buffy is hospitalized. Fun fact. This episode was originally supposed to be a season one episode. And I think that makes a million times more sense. I think that would have fit way yes, it would. Uh, way better in the first season. So Where would you put it in the first season? It could go literally anywhere. It could go right before Nightmares. It could go anywhere. I, I think, think before matters. Nightmares would have been legit because you introduce Sunnydale General and then you have Billy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, is this just a place we go to now? Where every week is another plague upon children. Something bad's happening. It's like Grey's Anatomy. We've been at the same hospital for 14 years. So <laughs> you don't have true. to introduce the hospital again once you do it the first time. Baseball. When you lose, it's bad. What a, what, what are our worst and, and, and best moment? That's, this is, at least in the opinion of us, Station not so much, but Daniel and myself... Really don't like this episode. Famously, Daniel's least favorite episode of the show. Famously. And I think by the end of this, we'll discover. Well, no, no. We don't know. Maybe maybe it'll make a comeback. Maybe things have made, changed. I yeah, know. maybe things have changed. Um, so it's, it's hard to find the gold, but I think we're going to dive into what makes this episode the worst and mm-hmm. then try to find the diamond in the rough and talk about what's our favorite, if anything, <laughs> about this episode. I'll start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this, this, this episode can be summed up. In one scene. So I wrote about two scenes in particular. One was everything about Cordelia and Xander was horrible. That did not match the number of lines that I wrote about this scene. Which was, after Willow Haxon talks about the net, we talk about death. Who we think at this point is Dr. Backer. Fine. That's fine. I don't know. I personally forgot. Sure, Dr. Backer's death. That's what I thought it was. Uh, He is quote unquote, and this is a hard quote, hard quotes, (laughs) researching in the dark he's got ensconced lighting like how is he even doing research he literally gets up from his desk and he walks <laughs> over to the yeah. fridge and he writes on a test tube that's in his personal fridge i think he just looks at it doesn't he no no he takes his thing he takes something and oh, he, yeah, and yeah. illegibly i mean there's no way that he or anyone else could ever know buffy what well buffy didn't actually <laughs> need to know which is good for the plot of the story but he just like scribble something on there because that's what you do when you're doctor and you science scribble and then he walks back to his desk doctors famously have bad handwriting that's true that's fine but what he does next is he sits on his desk pulls a random book out opens to a random page highlights without even looking at the page <laughs> and then cross checks his highlight against what is in in front of him you know what he's <laughs> currently doing 
So the whole time I'm just like, Doctor Science, like this is what we're this is what we're doing. It's believable. It really paints the scene. Uh, and then after that, we cut to um, his demise, right? So we see that, which is not a bad scene. That's a dope-ass scene. That's probably one of the best moments of the show is him being attacked out of nowhere. Oh, my God. I was surprised. I thought Dr. Backer was the weird jackal death or whatever. And when he got dragged away and Buffy gets knocked down, I was like, oh, that's... Buffy lets him die. Essentially, yeah, which was kind of fantastic. <laughs> I mean, because it was just cool. Not here for this episode. <laughs> not here. <laughs> we cut... And I can't, I, like, I can't overstate this enough. We cut to, it is 11 o'clock, 10.30 if we're being generous. Buffy's been sitting up in her bed for hours now, looking at a cart, a crayon drawing from her friend Ryan of a Halloween mask on, on top of a Dracula outfit. <laughs> and she's examining it like she's, like, studying for... You know, the SATs or something like that. And then everyone walks in, interrupts her. And she's like, I've been looking at this for 70 hours now. I didn't go help Dr. Backer. No, no, no. In fact, I came back to my room because I needed rest. Doctor's orders. But I'm not going to let this go. That alone, that scene for me, all it was is the laziest writing, the laziest care that I've ever seen in an episode of TV ever and it's the laziest with Buffy ever because it just keeps going on from there because then we get Dr. Backer who is essentially vaccinating these kids inoculating these kids like whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say this is not Dr. Backer did not invent this idea of sweating out a cold or whatever out a cold or whatever Mm -hmm. which makes me think alternative universe wise Sunnydale is fascinating because they don't have vaccines. They don't have modern they don't medicine. Have modern medicine. <laughs> this is amazing. Let's dive into why they don't have that. That's great. I think it's more fucked up that we don't ever talk about the Annie's orphanage situation. Why are all the kids sitting in the orphanage together and not in their own separate rooms? Where are their parents? Annie's why is this happening? Like, what's going on? Uh, so it's supposed to be like the children's wing at the hospital, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. When Buffy know. goes to get into it, the doors are locked. The lady comes out and sees that the, she's like trying to open the doors that are locked. And then all she cares about is Buffy. Not that all the children are missing and are <laughs> running around in the basements that are easily accessible through the door in the children's wing. <laughs> that is a great point. Maybe it wasn't death. Maybe it was something else. So this isn't about you being afraid of hospitals because your friend died. Her cousin Celia. And you want to conjure up a monster that you can fight so you can save everybody and not feel so helpless? Yeah, they were very close. Cordelia, have you actually ever heard of tact? Tact is just not saying true stuff. I'll pass. It's a terrible story. It's a season one story, obviously. Mm -hmm. The social tension is terrible. Xander and Cordelia at this point, I've are tired like i'm tired of watching them um the giles cordelia stuff i know you personally liked it it was so weird to have like why did cordelia go to help giles yeah Seriously? why and and willow because xander decided to make her for, uh, inexplicably yeah that was really let's divvy up the chores you go with giles right another problem okay. which we'll get into later but the dramatic tension i too have seen the shining i too have seen nightmare on elm street like I, too, understand that fairy tales are weird, like Hansel and Gretel. It's kind of dark. So good job, director and writer. You, two have seen those and heard of those things. That's good. The dialogue, I feel like all of our characters don't really exist. Buffy is almost non-existent for most of this episode, which I hate. And my particular gem at the very end, when, like, he's a fucking demon who's essentially death, and she's like, 
She says, quote, you make me sick. Oh, yeah. I wrote that one down. I was like, what are you saying? Like, you're a fucking demon. Of course. Like, isn't that implied? I mean, that was the, it was the pun because she was sick. Did you really miss that? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, that's that was no, no. That doesn't help it. That doesn't help it. But that was one of her buffyisms. Yeah, I mean, I, that I, just wasn't a comment on demons being evil when that happened. And so she was like, "Hey, she quips and puns all the time." Hey, it's, like, it's true. I, I, that's fair. The one that really I gets it, me though. is when she says, "My spidey sense is tingling," which really irritates me because on the dvds that was one of the little voice clips that would play over and over in the menu oh really it would like play the music and then she'd say my spidey sense is tingling and then the music would play again and i'm just like this is the worst well hey speaking of the dvds the music the like spooky music that ding, ding, that's happened to this episode that used sure. the season two dvds oh and it's only a 30 second clip and it repeats <laughs> over and over man 90s dvds they hadn't, <laughs> they hadn't learned their lessons yet for sure the final thing for me is the continuity willow sat around for hours with buffy waiting for it to be dark before they went into dr backer's office Mm-mm. like this is the same problem we had with um with bother be witch bewildered we could not keep the timeline straight because the show didn't fucking care and this episode didn't care because why wouldn't Buffy just go home and then break into the hospital and save these kids? Like, why does she have to pretend that she's a patient? Why can't she go get fucking dressed up, get all her shit ready? Mm. I had that moment, too, where I was like, why the fuck is she still in the hospital? But there is a line with a nurse where she's like, I think Buffy's like, there, you're you're good to go. They're still, you're good to go. And she's like, oh, wait, no, I can't go. And that's when she drinks the virus. So mm, she no, that's not at all what happened. That's not what happens. No, the, <laughs> the scene that I'm describing is yeah, no, is where she's like, no, I am sick, Joyce. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we didn't like, walk to, into a secret meeting. I have to stay in the hospital a for a day longer. I mean, at least a day. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why would I see it then and not last night? Good morning. Ooh, looks like I interrupted a secret meeting. <laughs> you sure didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Joyce was like, okay, I'll go talk to the nurse. Without even questioning. But that was anything. before, or that was after in the morning when Buffy had woken up and she was like, I have to go, I have to go. Uh, and the nurse was like, well, you do seem better, but we have to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you get hospitalized for flu stuff? You can. I mean, yeah, died. obviously you can. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. She just seemed like she didn't need to be there. She passed out. This particular year. Well, then you pass out and you're... Well, that's the point. She was only there a night and the next morning she was like, I have to go, I have to go. And the nurse is like, yeah, we can release you in a few hours. Well, that's back to your point. It doesn't feel like one night. Joyce, I want to stay another day. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and it was definitely at least, yeah, that because they got in there that night and then the next day, in theory, they came to see her and then they walked out into the... where. Buffy's in the wheelchair and right, telling them like in, in the, the courtyard of the hospital mean. or whatever. Oh, yeah. And everything's happening. And then in theory, she went back. And then we, and then that night, I would assume that she went to go start that stuff. And then she started examining her. I mean, I think she was her. only in the hospital two nights. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it doesn't, doesn't feel sense. like it. It feels like a week. I feel like she Does was there it? for a week. Yeah. For me when I watched like the episode. It. Yeah. It felt because like I never know if it's it, night or day. I never know where exactly they are in the hospital. It's just like, I don't know. What would be a low point for you, Stacia, this this episode, if you had to pick one? <laughs> <laughs> or give me a couple of the lowest. Uh, I think the worst was the flashbacks. Yes, that is a great thing to bring up. Those were definitely, like, the anchor of this episode, I think. Dirt. The actress doesn't look at all like Buffy. No, not even a little. 
Um, Not even close. It would be kind of funny to see what she looks like now that she's grown up, though. Oh, yeah. Just to have that comparison. She's basically Sarah Michelle Gellar. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Um... And I don't know. I think mostly that, but then also like the flashback scene with her pretending to be a superhero. Like they're like heavily hinting that she was always going to be the Slayer. Like that was she was so always rough. a hero. Help me, Power Girl. I'm like, what the fuck is Power Girl? Sounds gay. Power Girl sounds real gay. So I'm on board with that. But what is Power Girl? Avalanche. Avalanche. <laughs> her cousin's dumb. Her cousin Celia. <laughs> That's why she died. Yeah, they were very close. Also, Buffy watched her little cousin die screaming. Buffy was alone with her at the time. Yuck. 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 <laughs> and like, we don't have any drama from that? Okay, cool. Well, obviously she does. She's terrified of <laughs> no, hospitals. She has one <laughs> episode of That's trauma. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Oh, and Joyce lies in this episode, but only in continuity for us later. We find out that Buffy was hospitalized once before this, um, when she was insane, uh, apparently. We find when out she's in six in, in that episode. No. <laughs> Normal again, I think. Yeah, uh, where we have the, like, the parallel universe, basically. I was confused because I thought that those two episodes were this one. So I was constantly oh. waiting for no, those no. things to happen. Way cooler. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Buffy says I wasn't in the asylum once. My mom, I told, tried to tell her about vampires when I first got called. No, let me go. I want to go. Buffy, no, no, let oh, me no. go. Wants to go. No, no, stop it. Hold it steady. Giles, tell them. The vampires, they need to kill the vampires. This will help relax. No. No. It's got to be the fever. Yeah, it made her delusional. They're out there. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to those uh, vampires later. <laughs> It's best to play alone. Honey, listen. I want to go home. It's going to be okay. That's what I thought was going on. Like, I thought it was like a damning indictment of like our mental health institutions. Like when she was yelling and screaming and they were like, vampires, you got to go. I was like, this is not flu symptoms. What's (laughs) happening? I just thought she was having a mental breakdown, which I think made me also think of that other episode where I'm like, oh, we're going to meet. Her parents are going to be there. It's going to be weird. Oh, like, yeah. I just got really confused as to what I was doing. Well, when you have a high enough fever, you can uh, have hallucinations. So that might be... Yeah, but it's weird mm-hmm. to have, like, your family around you as they're wheeling you away. That I high. took issue with. I was like, they wouldn't just let no. them crowd around the gurney as they're wheeling it down the hall. This would not be a thing. No. It's terrible. Um, it's and, like the, the guy who wrote this has never been in. you all the time in medical dramas. Yeah. They've Speaking never been Speaking as a connoisseur of medical dramas, <laughs> there's <laughs> always, like... A, a swinging set of doors where they're like, you can't go beyond this point. Well, they and that, that happened. I know. In Buffy. But when they're in just like in the little waiting room or whatever and she's put onto the gurney, it makes sense that they would all be around and then they turn at her and wheel her down the hallway and they're like, you can't go any further. Right. But like your loved ones are going to follow you when they're worried, right? They're not just going to stand there and watch you wheel away if they haven't been told they can't come. Presumably she got to the hospital. She went to some kind of intensive care situation and then they would move her to a visiting room. But for some reason, the transition between the intensive care and visiting room, they were allowed to crowd around the gurney and hang out with her, and I don't really know why. Because drama. Overall, I think this episode is one of the best ones of the series. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, why do you think that? Well, then what's your low points? Oh, uh, Angel. Angel being in this episode, period, is just, like, unnecessary and cheesy. The very first scene with them fighting, that fight scene's dumb as fuck. Not Uh, feeling well, lover. Yeah, the banter's disgusting. There's no... Reason for it to happen. You even look pretty when you go to sleep. Yeah, they were very close. Yuck. 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 You're supposed to be super calculating and supposed to be 
torturing her, like, psychologically. And yet he's like, I'm just going to, now's my moment. I'm going to attack Buffy. Granted, he might not have ever had the intention to kill her during this fight. He just wanted to piss her off. It just, I don't know, seemed unnecessary and tacked on. Then when we see him in the hospital, like, I can't even with the flowers and just, like, the dumb banter with Xander. Oh, everything banter with Xander was horrible. was so cheesy. I think they really meant it to read as dramatic and menacing, but none, none of that came off. It was just really goofy. Buffy's white knight. Yuck. You still love her. Yuck. It must just eat you up that I got there first. Yuck. You're gonna die. And I'm gonna be there. Yuck. Tell her I stopped by. So I hated that. But... I mean, wouldn't it be, though? He literally just killed someone that's in your friend group. Wouldn't that just... Him just... His presence, even being there, would just be scary. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, theoretically, absolutely. Like theoretically. it sounds scary, but it doesn't ever land. Don't put well, Angel okay, in. so they did it badly, but the idea of Angel being able to walk into a hospital, which I think was good to establish, because you didn't think about him walking into a school either. And we had that scene where they like changed the locks, mm-hmm. and he walks into a hospital during the night with a skeleton staff, with Buffy delirious mm-hmm. and sick. Yeah, she can't protect herself, and he just killed Jenny. Yeah, again, Angel is supposed to be a scary dude. If he, he could have, if he wanted to, as they go back and forth talking about, he might be able to just lay ruin to the hospital. Could you make just a little more with the touchy gropey? Jealous? Of Rogaine boy? <laughs> I don't think so. Here, take this to Giles, okay? What about you? I'm gonna stay here. Oh, right, your obsession with protecting Buffy. Have I told you how attractive that's not? Cordelia, someone's gotta watch her back. Yeah, well, I've seen you watch her back. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Well, I was using the phrase, watch her back, as a euphemism for looking at her butt. You know, sort of a pun. Oh, right. Hey. Well, you do. Jealous? Fine. Watch my back. Xander tells Cordelia to sleep, like, seduce the security guard so they can get access to the thing, and then immediately yells at her for, for doing exactly what they needed to be done. Uh, and then... Cordelia rightly points out him being a hypocrite, saying, you know, you're in love with Buffy and I never give you shit. So that's nice. Anyway, those are the the terrible points of the episode. Let's bring a little levity, bring up the mood a little bit. What are some things that you liked about the episode? Daniel, I know you have a lot, so why don't we start with you? Yeah, I'll only take a moment. (laughs) Uh, When Buffy says, chocolate means nothing to me after Willow cheats for her. Not to be outdone. Homework. It's my way of saying get well soon. You know, chocolate says that even better. I did all your assignments. All you have to do is sign your name. Chocolate means nothing to me. Uh, I, I laughed out loud when uh, Cordelia said, It's called Der Kinderstad. Who is this? It's me. I've got your monster. And also, real talk, that Buffy's two-part grape, uh, two-part orange juice, one-part grapefruit. Uh, grapefruit juice. Dope. That sounds delicious. Sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Sounds refreshing. Put a little bit of alcohol in that too. Like, yeah. Ooh, that's a good drink. <laughs> that's it's a good, a good brunch drink. It's a good brunch drink. That's my drink. That's literally all that's good about this episode. <laughs> Got a dope recipe. Dope recipe. <laughs> Seisha, what do you? What are the highs for you? Okay, so <laughs> I don't mind this episode, and I think there's a few reasons why. One of which is. 
I like that this is the first time we introduce the concept of there's something Buffy can't fight. Which is really cool. Death, yeah. Death and disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... I like their Kinderstad only specifically the very first scene we see him in because I think that's really creepy. And I, I think agree. he also is very reminiscent of the gentlemen who are also very creepy that show up in Hush. With a similar vibe where they're just kind of like slowly. Mm-hmm, with like the outfit suit. and the white face and like the kind of like rictus smile. Mm-hmm. It so, would have been so effective if we didn't really see him a lot either. I know. I had that thought too. Stop I was showing. Like, if stop the showing. first time you saw it, it had just been like a shadow sort of like cast against the wall and you're like, well, mm-hmm. did I just see what I think I saw? That's not bad. Yeah. That would have been better. And but I just thought Freddy I still Kruger, think like, that um, Shaw is really creepy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the eyeball thing gets a little weird at the end. <sighs> yeah, aesthetically though, other than the eyeball thing. But even that's such a time piece like i don't i don't fault them for eye suckers the weird eye thing like <laughs> that just feels like yeah you would totally try to do that so i like i like the bat the big bad in this episode and then i also liked um that buffy is willing to hurt herself possibly make herself very sick or even die to save these kids like she's convinced she's not gonna let her friends like because they were like <laughs> no you're just you're hallucinating you're sick you're making up bad guys because you want something to fight yeah they were very close and she's not going to be cowed about it. She's willing to drink, drink 100% pure viruses. I didn't Which, know they were liquid. Whatever, yeah. Yuck. I would have loved to see that <laughs> version of the show. Would and she have survived? No, she's dead. It's over. <laughs> she's dead, it's over. Serious There's a finale. newsletter. Uh, I just, I liked that too, because I think, like, obviously every time Buffy fights, she's risking her life, but not in such a pure way where she's like actually doing something to herself that will hurt herself to win Mm -hmm. and the first time we see buffy fight when she is like less than full strength yeah i like all of those and she almost dies yeah i mean everything you pointed out is true like the whole xander and cordy thing is awkward the doctor doing fake medicine is awkward (laughs) what do you think about the end then i thought the end was so weird because they were really setting up like a xander coming in Type of thing. Like, I thought Xander was going to save the day in that. Yeah. And then, like, everything was fine. She just broke his neck. Yeah. Like, that's all it was? That's all it took? Okay. Well, the very end of the episode is one of the, my highlights. That little scene of them all in the bed mm-hmm. and talking about the cheesy chips and stuff. That was really cute. And Joyce. That was fun. And then I liked when Joyce was like, this came for you. And Buffy oh, opens the letter. <laughs> and she was like, how cute. Oh. <laughs> also, when did he send this? Why did Joyce forget? Bad mom Joyce. Come on, you should have given that to her earlier. I think it was folded like in her bathrobe or whatever she was wearing. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I yeah, like the last scene. I also liked, as I mentioned, the Cordelia and Giles scene in the library. Where she was like, "What's that do? What's that one do?" <laughs> I just thought, "Why is she here?" That's all I thought. I yeah. just thought that was fun. She was so oblivious to his annoyance and yeah. didn't even get it. And then I think the last scene was also fun too because. You can see Joyce as a bad mom trying to be a good mom because you can tell she's like tamping down her frustration with having to take Every care request. of these kids. Yeah. Like, okay. God damn it, Buffy, I don't want to help you. Willow, I would be delighted to help you. Xander, really? And Xander didn't even say please. What a dick. No, we're out of cheese chips. Which was so funny. I mean, it just, it was, that was a lovely scene at the end. Yes, I'll admit to that. I like that. Uh, and also Cordelia, I guess apparently she was the shining moment uh, for this episode for me where at the beginning... We're all concerned about how gross you look to Buffy. I thought that was... I like that she was like, has no one noticed that thing on her face? Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> I just, honestly, I was like, why it. is she being so mean? Yeah, it was mean. <laughs> I just didn't understand where the meanness came from. And I thought it was going to like pay off in some way. 
never did. She was mean. She was just mean. Yeah. Maybe that's just like sort of me. On no, 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 it was, like, but it, like that's Cordelia's. I think that was just supposed to be her being for now. Tone but she dead. kind yeah. of. I know, but she had been snapping out of that. Yeah. She's been weird, but not like that overtly mean. I don't know, and I, I get it's like the Xander factor. She's like. And I think because we had the tact conversation like twice too, maybe they were trying to. But to your point, Stacia, about the Buffy having something she can't fight, which, you know, illness. I did like that. I think that is great. And that made me want to research the flu. Oh, yeah, I'm good at medical stuff. Xander and I used to play doctor all the time. (laughs) No, she's being literal. She used to have all these medical volumes uh, and diagnose me with stuff. I didn't have the heart to tell her she was playing it wrong. Wrong? Why? How did you play doctor? I never have. Um, fascinating though this is. Yeah. The flu. More accurately, the influenza virus, which is the cause of the respiratory disease called the flu. Or influenza. Microscopically speaking, the flu is a little, like, uh, orby, germy guy that is filled with genetic material on the inside. It has an envelope. And then on the outside of that, it's filled with different proteins. Uh, There's three types of flu viruses. And they are identified by the proteins they have on the outside. There's A, B, and C. A and B are your epidemic-causing flu types, while the C type is just a mild illness, more similar to the common cold. Structure of the flu is based on the gene type... What? The structure of the flu is based on its gene type, which changes when it gets replicated within a host body. That's why the flu is hard to prevent, because it changes every time it goes to a different host, like from birds to pigs to people, for instance, which was a cause of... (laughs) <laughs> Swine flu was a thing. That's Navy flu. Bird flu. Exactly. You guys, you already know all the stuff about the flu. See? Um, I do love me let's a good this pandemic story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. the problem with the flu changing so much as it does is that the body, inside of our body, there are things called antibodies, which fight germs. Well, when it changes all the time, your antibodies aren't equipped to deal with the new thing. Damn it. When the... When the germ itself, like the flu virus, changes just a little bit, it's called a drift. But what causes those pandemic level flus is when there's a big change, also known as a shift. The, the genome has changed so much that you're, pe- most people don't have the antibody instead of most people having the antibody. These shifting, like the big shift changes for the flu are what was responsible for the 1918 Spanish flu, yes. which killed between 20 and 40 million people globally. Uh, That's and it a lot of people. Mostly killed people between the ages of 20 and 40, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually the other way around. The, the very young and the very old. People the thought the world was ending. I would the, too, right? It was the end of World War One, and, mm-hmm. and then everyone's just dying afterwards. It's pretty intense. I found out that it was called the Spanish flu because they people started getting freaked out when it moved from France to Spain. It showed yeah. up there. So it was like, so oh, people no. thought it started in Kansas. Oh, no shit, really? Yeah. Like they were trying to heal it in, in the barracks there at the time. And it spread out of America and then across the sea and then to mm. Europe and yeah. I mean that would be really scary. Yeah. Like especially if people just want to think back to the plague, you know. It's like oh, oh yeah. Oh no. And the world is ending. Everything has come to an end. Right. In a way. Yeah. So the the proteins that are on the outside of the little flu buggy, um, they're H proteins or N proteins, and that's where we get the names of the flu. Remember H one N one, also known as oh, swine flu. Swine flu. Um, Whoa. Well, that one, sorry, that wasn't the swine flu because this was actually... Oh, H1N1 was definitely the swine that flu. That was 2009, which was called the swine flu, but it was actually a mix of avian swine and human flu. Worse. Um, <laughs> it killed approximately 203,000 people. Yeah, it was 2009, yeah. And the flu spreads when people who have it 
sneeze or cough, they produce little germy droplets and it gets into the air. And then people inhale it and it makes them sick too because the other way you can get it is by touching something that has nastiness on it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing, either airborne or you touching it and then touching your eyes, nose, or mouth because it gets near your mucus area and then... Never touch your mouth. Never touch your mouth really is the the way to only way to be safe against the flu. Um, it's also... People that have the flu are contagious a full day before they start showing symptoms, so that's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. So just because you're avoiding people who are sick, are sick, that doesn't mean that you'll necessarily be safe. <laughs> you, people actually don't end or are still contagious even though they stop showing symptoms for up to five to seven days. So, yeah, again, just because some people don't seem symptomatic doesn't mean they're not actually carrying the flu. Flu symptoms include fever, sore throat, runny nose, cough, muscle and joint pain, and also sometimes gastrointestinal symptoms like abdominal cramps, diarrhea, and vomiting. And she's sneezing. She has a flu. Shit. Oh, my God. Dog flu. No. Dog flu is real. Today, we took our dog to the vet, and she got a dog flu vaccine because it's a real thing. Shit. (laughs) Do you think that... reported case in Grants Pass just happened. Oregon hasn't been hit yet, but now it has. There's cases in Washington, too, so... Do you think that Buffy got the dog flu? I think she got the people flu. Probably Uh, got the people flu. She got fucking knocked out. But unlike the human flu, of which there could be many different types, there's only two types of dog flu. And, and the vaccine, vaccine protects against both. Nice. So yeah, the the H and the N stand for the protein, which I did not look up, oh, which finds it. But there's um, fascinating. I didn't know that. So the H, whatever the protein is, there's w- numbers one through eighteen, and the N there's one through eleven. So H, whatever number, N, whatever number. So it'd be like an H three N seventeen. Well, the one that we're experiencing right now is H three N two, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I'm not experiencing. Most people will recover from flu symptoms within about a week, but high-risk groups like the very old, the very young, people with chronic diseases, immunosuppressed uh, people that are immunosuppressed, and pregnant women may take much longer to recover and are more likely to experience complications such as pneumonia, cardiac and neurolo- neurological problems, as well as worsening of pre-existing diseases and possibly secondary, secondary bacterial infections that can lead to death. So like sepsis or people with diabetes um, who are already prone to renal problems may go into full renal failure because of this. So the flu can be scary, um, especially if they're not properly hydrating. Specifically speaking about diabetes, that's usually what causes. Get that two parts orange, one part grape. I mean, that's a lifesaver. That's my drink. A cytokine storm uh, can be a cause of death, especially in young children, where your body produces too many antibodies in the presence of the flu and then starts attacking your own organs. And then you go to to, uh, shock or multi-organ failure or sepsis. So it's another way you can die from the flu. Uh, the best way to prevent it is hygiene. Make sure you wash your hands um, and getting the flu vaccine, although it's not super particularly effective um, this flu season because they're trying to, people that get the flu vaccine or create the flu vaccines are trying to predict which one it's going to be. And I think they might have not not made the right cocktail this year. Dog flu next year. Get Dog ready. flu next year. Get ready. Only treatment is rest, hydration, and uh, you can abate your symptoms with symptom treating medicine like headache stuff and that kind of stuff. Or your doctor can prescribe an antiviral medicine. To cut down on the duration of your symptoms. Most deadly flus, obviously, Spanish flu, the most deadly. But 1968, the H3N2 virus, which is the one we're dealing with this flu season, Mm. the 2017-2018 season. um, Same one. That was 1 million people back in 1968 that died from that. Uh, The Asian flu in 1956, well, between 1956 and 1958, which was H2N2. 2 million people died from that. Uh, The Asiatic flu, also known as the Russian flu, from 1889 to 1890, was... 
also H2N2, and that killed a billion people. I don't have a good vaccine for that uh, H2N2. I know, just holding on to it. Let's just hold on to it. <laughs> just in just case. In case. <laughs> Let's just make one for all of them, just yeah. in case. Wow, that's nuts. So flu stuff. Yeah. So nice Buffy was clearly, I mean, she got it fast and hard. She did. So. But apparently the flu does present like that. Uh, whereas the common cold, you'll have a sore throat or feel a little like you for a couple of days and then really not feel great. Yeah. Uh, the flu is supposed to be like, you get it and then you're like, I'm you're sick. Gone. You're gone. Um, so that if you feel an immediate worsening of your symptoms, sorry, maybe it's go to the hospital. But also apparently hospitals aren't the place to go when you have the flu for the most part. Obviously, if you that. take Tamiflu within the first 24 hours of showing symptoms, it's supposed to like way cut down on the intensity and duration of the flu. And I was reading about a woman who like went to the doctor to get it, but they had to go to like five different pharmacies in the area because they were all sold out. Oh, shit. So, Scared. make more Tamiflu. <laughs> <laughs> all right, any final thoughts on the episode before we uh, start yelling at each other? No. All right. Let the yelling commence. Daniel. I want to talk about Joyce for a second. Joyce, <laughs> an asshole, talks to a doctor uh, who's clearly explaining the situation, and she interrupts to say, Is she okay? I felt like the doctor had already basically said that. Exactly. She was, yeah, in the middle of explaining, Your daughter is fine. Wah! Yes. Joyce, an asshole, offers up personal and traumatic moments to essentially acquaintances about Buffy's cousin dying and all of that. Yes. Why? Why would you tell people this? It's not relevant to anything. Except for the plot of this stupid fucking episode. <laughs> and finally, Joyce, not an asshole, expressing condolences to Giles about that teacher. Yep. The teacher well, that you she were didn't know. Well, she knows probably from Willow's cries in her own, you know, shoulders. That she comforted Willow. She's comforted not Willow. Buffy, but Willow. Not Buffy, I mean, but she Willow. knew that Buffy and Willow were sad about it, but she didn't know that Giles was involved with her. That's and why I said one, not asshole. She's yeah, good. She got good points for Good, her. good. Good choice. I really don't have anything to yell, except for Kindestad. Kindestad. <laughs> they really yell it. Oh, yeah. did you want to explain what Kindestad means? Nothing. It means nothing. Does it not mean child death? No. So I mean, okay. Just so means... I took German in college. Took a full two years. Nice. So I'm basically fluent. I can <laughs> ask for such things as the bathroom. And a kindestad. And have basic conversations wherein I say, "Hey, how are you?" And then <laughs> good. And that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. Gates. <laughs> uh, but kind means child. Right. And kinder means children. That's a plural of child. Mm. It's not kins with like an s. Kinder Todd. Like T-O-D, kinder with the R, means right. children's death. So multiple children. And then kind Todd, just singular, means infant death. Which, from my research, I mean, it looked like it's their version of SIDS. Okay. But kindestad with no R, just the E, means nothing. Means nothing. So you're saying not a lot of care went into the making of this episode. <laughs> I mean, if they had Google, maybe they could have gone further with or this. But a dictionary. And they did have Google. Who signs their homework? Well, it was like, you just need to sign it. You wrote literally everything else on the page. I think the teacher might find out it's not your handwriting exactly. at some point. And you sign it. Yeah. Incredible. If anyone signed their homework, I'd be like, this is a fraud. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, Cordelia, we talk, kind of talked about it a little, but we didn't go into it. Seducing the security guard for no reason. They didn't have to be that scared. She could have just walked out of the room. Uh, her hand was on his belt at one point. 
Hmm. Like, yeah, hand was on the, the chest and her hand was on his belt. Oh, no. That's I weird. know. And then he said that his motto is live in the now. And Xander, at the end of it, makes a noise. What, what, what is Xander? Why did he have to make a noise? Why did he, like, even draw attention? Just, like, stay there. Have Cordelia lead him out. Like, I don't know. Clumsy. Yeah. And Krispy Kreme, one of the rare product Krispy, mm-hmm. placements Krispy for the show. Kreme that was interesting. Placement between Cordelia's thighs. And also... Did you not catch that? I thought she said it on Xander's lap. No, she said it on the table. And we just saw her uh, just bending over in front of the camera. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't know. So, oh. Yeah. Well, and then Xander put it you, in his lap. <laughs> they failed for you, apparently. <laughs> oh, and Xander is drinking a surge in the last scene. Surge. Drinking a what? Surge, man. No way. Yeah, I did not catch yeah. that. Did anybody learn anything from this episode? Because I sure did. Don't watch The Shining and say, I'm going to make a medical drama. You're not Shonda. <laughs> Get out of here. Sasha, what did you learn? I learned that you shouldn't drink 100% pure virus cocktail. Because <laughs> it'll kill it. you instantly. That's fair. <laughs> no, Peter, that's definitely nice shit. <laughs> <laughs> Willow knows a lot about this. She I mean, does. She used to play doctor. She used to play doctor. How did they even know that was an unlabeled bottle? It could have just been water. And the scurviliness of Dr. Backer's handwriting. Come on. We'll never know. I learned through my research on influenza and also through this episode that you shouldn't exert yourself when you're sick because you'll probably pass out. And not even heroes are immune to disease. Even the strongest can fall. All right. Let's rank this sucker. Yeah. Willow hack the shit out of the <laughs> Willow hacked. Slash attack by the net. Got a seven because we look up Dr. Backer. So I put Wacker even in my notes. Dr. Wacker Backer. <laughs> <laughs> she was on some what? like medical website. Mm-hmm. Like we've already seen her like in databases of people's deaths. Like this girl gets everywhere on the net it's unbelievable like willow is hacking everything it's amazing yeah when we it's a rarity we actually see the screen we'll see her behind a computer no, but we actually got to see that terrible that database geocities screen. database good times joyce gave her a six dude i think it's fair because she she was concerned about buffy even if her misplaced her. in her joyce way yeah they were very close her cousin celia yuck her cousin celia yuck Buffy was alone with her at the time. And I thought that her talking to Giles was really touching. Even though she didn't know Jenny's name. That was more of a joke. And also, that to was be really fair, nice. I don't know that Buffy took any of her classes. So, you might know some of your kids' teachers' names, but would you know Orando at the school? No, but even her caring about Giles, like, just being really thankful that they're all there. That yeah, was that really, was really wonderful. Really nice. so I really liked Giles just being really, like, choked up, kind of, and, like, mm-hmm. uncomfortable. was great. That was I know. fantastic. Yeah. So better, more good than bad of this yes. episode, for sure. Yes. Monster of the Week. Um, I kind of wavered on this. I, w- I gave it a six. I was going to put it a little bit higher, but I did. We talked about I like the aesthetic of it. Um, the eye suckers do bring it down. Sorry, I can't see it through the zero here. <laughs> <laughs> and and the idea of... Um, the eye suckers are the best part. <laughs> the eye suckers the best part um, of Buffy. The, the real scary thing being Buffy can't fight. Um, illness is... It's cool, but I gave it a six. Um, friendship... I gave it an eight because everybody really helps Buffy. They stay by her side throughout oh, the hospital. Was mean. Okay, yeah, she was weird, mean about the superficial, whatever, non-existent thing that's on Buffy. Well, face. also calling her out, like, well, and calling her out in a rude way where she's like, "You're trying to make something big so that you can fight it and be the hero." It's like that's not really a Buffy mo. Is but it? She was right. I don't know. Well, just in the this fact case, that... she was. But is that really what she does? 
She does tend to fight actual things. Fine, then I will bring it down to no, a no, seven, and I will to. raise to Kinderstadt once. <laughs> now we got Monster of the Week seven, Friendship seven. There we go. Okay. Um, and episode specific. I gave, oh, I missed Giles. Let's skip right over Giles. I gave him a seven because nothing really spectacular happened. He was just kind of there. He, he took off his glasses pretty aggressively. And he was doing research. And, and Cordelia was, of course, exasperating him. And yes. the tactness. Do you know tact? Yes. Great. So, solid seven. Yeah. Episode specific. One out of ten. Save me, Power Girl. Save me. <laughs> that gives it a 35 overall, which yes. puts it pretty dang close to the bottom. Dun, 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 dun. Kill by death. 15 out of 18 episodes. So that's going to yes. be right above Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. And right below Some Assembly Required. So this is one worse than Some Assembly Required. Insane. I think that's I think it's appropriate. I feel good about it. Hmm. Stacia, what do you what do you got for this? I am putting it at nineteen out of thirty. I mean that's less <laughs> that's than that. Totally fine. Yeah. It's uh yeah, yeah less one. than the middle. It's it's kind of it's getting to the point where it like breaks the like filler episodes and the actually okay episodes, like up Random to the episodes. really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um it's one below out of mind, out of sight, and then above bad eggs. I put it above Bad Eggs because I like the bad guy better. I, I put this above Bad <laughs> yeah. Eggs, too, because that's my least favorite episode of, of I like Bad Eggs, season, and I like so. this episode. <laughs> I, I think I could, the yeah. Kinderstad is creepy. I like him. I think if I was little and I watched the show, that would haunt my nightmares. Yeah. We're not little. We're not watching the show as children. So, so Daniel, where'd you put it? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Easily the worst episode about Via the Vampire Slayer, period. 137, the worst. Maintaining. Maintaining the worst. Wow, really? The worst. Time. The you don't absolute. even want to just give yourself one more just no, in case. No, because what, what, no, 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 absolutely not. This is the worst episode of Buffy because it's fucking lazy. And if it was in season one, it would be the worst of season one. But the fact that it's on season two makes it even more egregious. I did not know that. It only adds fuel for the fire. <laughs> this episode fucking sucks. And it resets. We never go back to Sunnydale General. We never talk about any of this stuff again. We never hear from this cousin that's dead ever again. Cousin Celia. Buffy was alone with her at the time. I feel like we go back to the hospital. Yeah, we Maybe do. we do. But but we never hear about anything three, else for sure. matters. Right? Joyce probably is pronounced I mean, dead in this hospital. I mean, we go back when but, Joyce yeah. is sick. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in season three when... Angel has to suck Buffy's blood to live. Yeah, that's fair. We go back to a general And Faith hospital. being in the coma, obviously. So Listen, guys, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm wrong about the hospital. <laughs> but all of those episodes you're describing are a thousand times better than this pile of garbage that I had to watch. That's true. Well, let's all remember this forever. Daniel's hot take. This is the last. This ain't that hot. Worst episode. Worst episode. Of Buffy. Wow. Of the whole show. That is it. Killed by Death is in the books. Episode 18, season two. Done. Um, we're real podcast. You can follow us at Beat Me Pod everywhere. That would be Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, also, we got a website, wordpress.beatmepod.com. Beatmepod.wordpress.com. That's what I said. Uh, and <laughs> if you're into this sort of thing, you can go to Spotify and find us at Beat Me Hyphen Playlist, Fun Time Playlist for Podcast Fans, uh, Season Two. And uh, <laughs> that'll contain every song for, that's mentioned in every episode, mentioned, used in every episode. That's available on Spotify, as well as a song from every album mentioned during our robot news segment. So, we're going to take a break, because the next episode actually did not air until April 28th. So join us back in like a month and a half, six weeks, until 
what I don't know if it's worth waiting six weeks for, but one of my favorite episodes. It's worth waiting. I only have eyes for you. So we will see you then. Station, say goodbye. Bye. Dan, say goodbye. It's worth it. Come back. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Yeah, let's uh Yeah, let's, let's deal with the let's puppy. Let's take care of the puppy. <laughs> clearly having some feelings.